is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Linda Hartley to the show. Linda, welcome. Thank you, Caroline. A pleasure to be here. I am delighted to talk about your brand new book called Big Impact Insights and Stories from America's Nonprofit Leaders. And we're going to talk about the experience you and your co author had interviewing leaders in the nonprofit sector and the valuable lessons that you have to share. So, Linda, let's get started right off the bat. What prompted you and your co author, Vivian Hexter, to write this book? Well, uh, Vivian and I wrote Big Impact because we care passionately about social change and the leaders who make it happen. Uh, That's been our careers uh, for the uh, vast majority of our adult life. And between us, we have over 40 years in the nonprofit sector, empowering organizations to have big impact in their fields, helping them to sustain, uh, to grow, and to uh, 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 generate greater support. We wanted to share insights and stories from the change makers of the nonprofit world so that those of us who have a stake in the sector can learn from and be inspired by those successes, the failures, and the wisdom of these leaders. Uh, We interviewed really uh, the most senior and the best, uh, including uh, the majority being CEOs from organizations such as the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, the Ford Foundation. Uh, Goodwill Industries International, Share Our Strength, uh, Nature Conservancy, PBS, and DoSomething.org. So we wanted a broad spectrum of what the nonprofit sector uh, represents uh, in this country and really in the world. And we wanted to amplify the voices of these changemakers so that more people can learn from them and, uh, and generate that positive change in their own communities. And, you know, Impact is truly an impactful book, so well-chosen title. But I'll tell you, I interview so many authors who write about leadership. And I believe, after reading this extraordinary book, that Big Impact is different. So talk to me about how nonprofit leadership wisdom relates to everybody and how this book stands alone as a different leadership resource. Oh, sure. Uh, While there are hundreds of books, as you know, about corporate leadership, we found very few that focus on nonprofit leadership. We found none that feature leaders from many parts of the sector. Uh, You know, there was one book on the museum leaders. There's another book on Christian leaders. There's another book on Jewish leaders. But none, uh, no, there is no other book that gives you a broad sampling of the nonprofit sector. Uh, our contributors work in education, social sciences, arts and culture, environmental organizations, healthcare, religion, uh, international causes, and uh, social entrepreneurship. And over 10% of Americans work in the non profit sectors so and many more volunteer and donate and are are provided services uh, you know this includes people like that are lawyers and doctors they they also the healthcare sec- sector of the nonprofit sector is uh, the largest uh, so they all deserve to learn from uh, those who have succeeded in their own sector. And also we 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 we're, uh, we believe that this book will promote will prompt philanthropists to take another look at the organizations featured in the book, uh, and that might generate even more support. 
So, Linda, there are so many nuggets and, and uh, wonderful moments of wisdom in the book. Can you can you solidify maybe one? I, and I know that's really hard to do, but perhaps there's one thing that you want the public to know about and, you know, what might prompt them to read this great book? Well, there are a lot of good things happening on this planet, and we gained an appreciation for how underreported mm. and underacknowledged these contributions are to society. So uh, what we did after interviewing nearly 50 of these leaders is come is uh, develop seven themes uh, that are uh, described in the book that were recurring themes throughout or threads, common threads throughout all of the nearly 50 interviews. One was sharpen your leadership skills. Uh, there was um, uh, a lot of uh, discussion about building emotional intelligence and self-awareness among the among the leaders that we spoke with. Another is ensuring your own house is in order, recruiting talented, passionate employees, making sure you've got a number two. Uh, succession planning was an important uh, item under that, um, under making sure your own house is in order. Uh, being crystal clear about your goal, articulating it persuasively was a third theme that really came through and that that really spoke to fundraising as well uh uh uh, being articulate about your mission and you know why uh this your organization deserves uh support compared to all the other organizations number four was campaign on many fronts finding common ground using uh social media to help change social norms and education um uh, uh, advocate, advocate, advocate was uh, among the words we heard a lot among the leaders on on that in that regard. Um, building broad-based coalitions, seeking partnerships, leveraging uh, convening influence. Uh, San Francisco Bay, um, the San Francisco Foundation talked about how they're using their own power. They were aware of what their power was. Uh, as a foundation, and they used it to convene and to create partnerships among nonprofits. Uh, number six is oh, good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I was gonna I was gonna stop you and say one of my favorites is leveraging your success. And Linda, I'm gonna give you a follow up because I think so many nonprofit uh, leaders would agree that. The work is underreported, right? The extraordinary efforts of nonprofits, and and you have some thoughts about that. Please share those. Yes, uh, uh, you know why is it that uh, it's it's well scandals uh, create the biggest news, whether it's for profit or nonprofit. It seems in sure. the in the major news outlets. So good news uh, anywhere is hard to come by, uh, and in the in the nonprofit sector because it represents only 5% of the gross domestic product, but that represents one and a half million uh, nonprofit organizations. It it represents uh, 10% of the domestic workforce. It represents 14 and a half million people. And actually that's grown uh, over uh, the period of 10 years from 2003 to 2013. That workforce increased by a million by a million people. So this sector is growing actually uh, uh, quicker than the nonprofit and government sectors. Um, uh, so there, you know, there, 
I think all of us need to uh, advocate for the fact that the you know what's being covered in the nonprofit sector should be better covered in the media uh, because there are there finding and implementing some solutions to some of the biggest, most vexing problems in the world, uh, having to do with hunger, having to do with racial inequity, uh, addressing the urban-rural divide in this country, uh, 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 poverty, uh, yeah. hunger. These, these things need uh, – uh, there are solutions, and some of them are need support to help scale. Uh, these solutions so that a greater impact can be made. Linda, I love that you and Vivian asked similar questions to all the leaders, and you share in the book that one of the first questions you asked was, tell a story about the best and worst experience that's ever happened to you and what you learned from that. So instead of asking for an example, because I want people to read the book, I'd love to know from you, was there a thread of the acceptance of failing forward and and learning from a mistake or a stumble, as it were? Yes, that that uh, we were we were very impressed and surpri- surprised by the number of people who were so honest and forthcoming about some terrible things that happened to them in their lives and in their careers and what they learned from them. But they were very willing to share that information. And it's really made them who they are and what they've contributed to society. Uh, uh, one of the leaders talked about how it's it's really it really is like a prize fight yeah. and that's quoting um nelson mandela that it's not about how many times you get knocked down it's about how many times you get up and that that was really a recurring theme that and that what they what they learned from it really created who they were and they, they became better people yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh a greater con contributors to their organization and to the larger society. And of course, you addressed the reality of work-life integration. And you notice I skirted the word balance because I think it is a a tricky word. But you speak to this very, uh, very poignantly in the book. And and you quote a leader that says, there is no work-life balance, just life. So tell me more about that conversation. Uh, They spoke about how uh, they were convinced, and, and this included uh, men and women, they were convinced that the better they were as husbands and as fathers or mothers and wives, uh, the better they were uh, as a, a, a manager or a leader uh, in their nonprofit. Uh, and I, I think that that's uh, something that's happening more globally and socially, yeah. that people are – uh, evolving into a into a greater self awareness about how how important uh, being one person is, not your this person at home and that person at work. I would agree with you, and that's an exciting premise. So I hope we continue to grow that. A- another nugget that that I was particularly inspired by is the wisdom about recruiting talented and passionate employees hiring slowly and firing quickly so unpack that for me <laughs> uh, you know the the um, hiring slowly uh, uh, relates to how a number of the leaders talked about um, 
uh, extending the interview process and including more people into the interview process uh, so that it wasn't actually an employee that goes into a nonprofit and just has one or two quick interviews and gets hired to really be worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, you know, and actually for, for a lesson for employees is to say, you know, I'd like to meet a few other people uh, before we I make a, a decision about this. And uh they're the the ones that are being more careful and ex- and expanding. Uh, oh, that's another thing is that we we have learned that people support what they help to create. Mm. That that's a big premise of how what our uh, approach is to our our work and as consultants. And so the more people you engage and involve in the hiring process, the more likely those the, the hires will be embraced and supported. Uh, going forward. They also talked about how important it was to mentor. Mm. Uh, and that includes CEOs being mentored and uh, supported by their boards. And that there should be a plan for that when they're hired. Uh, that the board should take it upon themselves to uh, make sure that that first year uh, is a really uh, productive one. You know, uh, helping them, introducing them to their colleagues and to the potential donors and the major stakeholders and donors. Really taking an uh, – uh, it, it doesn't have to be sink or swim. Nicely That's put. really what the message was. Nicely it, put. it can be where, you know, your the team works together in helping, you know, everybody succeed. So, Linda, as we wrap up, I thought this was another particularly important point. Uh, there's an adage that smart leaders surround themselves with people who are smarter than themselves so they can be constantly pushed and grow and develop. And that seemed to be a resonant theme with the leaders that you interviewed, the humility to uh, stock the pond with extraordinary talent, as it were. What are your thoughts about that as we wrap up? Uh, it's uh, It really does boil down to Hire, and this is something that we have done for a long time, and we heard it. Uh, it resonated within uh, uh, the questions that we asked the uh, the nonprofit leaders: is uh, hire people that you think are better than you. It really does boil down to that: smarter, better, talented, uh, 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 so that you surround yourself with people that you re- respect and admire, and that are you know ultimately ultimately the best people for the organization and, you know, for, for, for making the organization and you, the boss, look good. Excellent. Excellent. Linda Hartley, thank you so much for joining me today on Your Working Life. It was a pleasure chatting with you and I'm so excited for your book and I wish you great success in the coming year. Oh, thank you so much, Caroline. I was really inspired by what you learned from leaders in the nonprofit world, and I want to remind our listeners, the book that you co-authored by colleague Vivian Hexter is called Big Impact, Insights and Stories from America's Nonprofit Leaders. And of course, it's available on Amazon and major book retailers and your website, which is h growth.com. And if you'd like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening. <laughs>